I'm Ken Hemmings, and he is Chris Lang, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. Again, a warm welcome to you, Chris. It's uh, good to be back with you. Tell me, if you plan to have a growing portfolio in commercial property, should you be looking to diversify? And if so, how would you go about that? Well, obviously the short answer is yes. And that's much the same way as you would putting together a a balanced portfolio as far as your shares are concerned. And the idea being that you don't really want to allow yourself to become overexposed to any one segment of the market. And so it's a matter of spreading risk and you do that by diversification. So how should you set about achieving that with commercial property? Typically, what most investors would do is spread the funds they have available between the office, the industrial and the retail sectors. And that is to provide themselves with a feeling of having a mixed or diverse portfolio. However, as I think we've discussed in earlier podcasts, you do need to be conscious of where you are in the current cycle for each sector before you decide to dive in and invest money there. Now, achieving that can involve a fair amount of ongoing research just to keep abreast of what's occurring within each of the sectors. And it also assumes that you have enough funds now to actually consider buying multiple properties from the outset. So I guess obviously having the right consulting team will certainly shorten your learning curve at the time you purchase. In other words, to to find out all the things that you need to know about each particular sector but you still need to constantly monitor the emerging changes and opportunities that will be occurring across and within each sector during your period of ownership. Am I reading too much into what you just said, or is there another way to spread the risk within your portfolio? Many of my clients, the ones that I I help, are actually undertaking a first purchase in commercial property, even though in some cases it might be quite significant in terms of dollars that is involved in that purchase. But nonetheless, many of them are moving from a a historical comfort zone of residential property to what they see as a far more rewarding one with commercial property. And I think we touched on this in some of the previous podcasts that When, as an investor, you become capable of making a more significant investment, you tend to go for yields of 7 to 8% over the 25 to 3% net yields that's currently being received or offered by residential property. As I think we've covered before, you might, starting out, and it might be a stretch when you first start out to buy your first apartment and then you save up a bit more money and or you might borrow a bit on the, the 
one you've just bought to buy another apartment because you are comfortable with residential property because you live in it, you've grown up in it. And so that's the natural first step, if you like. But most people don't realise that you can actually buy an office property, a strata office, for as little as $150,000. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you should go out and do that. I'd probably buy one closer to what an apartment costs, which is three fifty to 400000 But it is possible to do that and get your equity working for you. And what we're finding is a lot of Gen Ys are, are doing is saying, look, we're, we're not going to ever buy our own home. It's just out of reach. But either by themselves or with their partner, they can easily buy a small commercial property, get a good yield, and the interest is tax deductible, and therefore they get their equity working for them. But, you know, it's not that difficult to do. And anyway, my recommendation would be to build up your new level of comfort in one of the three commercial property sectors at a time. So if it is offices, you just find out all you need to know about strata offices in the market in a particular area or across the uh, the city that you live in. And, and let's say it is, you know, some people it is offices. For other people, it could be industrial property because, you know, they currently work for a logistics or a distribution company and they simply identify better with that type of property. But it doesn't really matter what it is. My recommendation would be to decide upon one particular commercial sector and then set about getting to know that sector intimately, either through undertaking your own research or working closely with your trusted consultants. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's aspects of the property market, there's, there's aspects of the town planning regulations, there's all sorts of different things you need to start learning about. And so, as I said, it's better to choose one niche market and focus upon that and learn all there is to know so that you become the oracle in that particular sector of the market. And I think that will stand you in, in better stead rather than spreading yourself too thin. Okay. I understand the concept of needing to know all there is about one particular sector, but how do you then achieve diversity? Well, you do that through varying the geography rather than switching the sectors. And you can achieve that in a couple of ways. Simply by purchasing within the same sector and choosing a different or multiple suburban locations that are actually growing so that you're within the same capital city but you're not necessarily buying within the same suburb or neighbourhood as far as the offices are concerned. So when it comes to offices, you might even consider buying something in the CBD of that city itself. <laughs> 
Obviously, that's not so possible with industrial property and probably unlikely with the retail because that would then become very expensive. But you could quite easily get a strata office in the CBD of a capital city, as well as a number of key office precincts in the inner suburbs around the city or even in dedicated office precincts or office parks that have become popular and are close to uh, transport hubs and train stations and what have you. So that's the first way. The second way would be to purchase within the same commercial property sector but within different capital cities. However, to do this, that would involve you in having to get to know the local market in that other city. But having said that, with the right consultants in place, that shouldn't be too difficult because you only need to gain an understanding of the local market rather than a whole new understanding of different metrics that exists if you go and move into a different commercial property sector because all the things you need to know about offices are completely different for an industrial property or a retail property. So just because you become an expert in offices doesn't automatically mean that you can achieve the same success and and good results as soon as you move into another sector. There is a learning curve. You need to start from scratch again. And as I said, provided you've got the right consulting team, that can certainly shorten the learning curve. But I feel you're better to learn one sector and either move geographically within the city you live in or perhaps move to another city. And as I said, it's just a matter of finding out what's happening in the marketplace rather than uh, having to learn the the, um, ins and outs of another sector entirely. But, you know, in the end, it all comes down to what you feel comfortable with. And as I keep saying, you you need to create and nurture your consulting team because ultimately they will be the ones that will provide you with the skill set and the underlying confidence that you'll need going forward. Well, you seem to have pretty much covered all bases, but what if someone wanted to become a little more adventurous? How could they do that? Most of my clients basically stick to what we've covered here, which relates mostly to passive investing. In other words, the property you buy is well let and at the, at the time you purchase it and it returns a regular income. However, once you've built up a few properties within your portfolio, you might consider buying a property which may only have 12 to 18 months remaining on the lease. So you've got immediate income, but it's only because you have other properties that you will be able to fund it because most lenders, if you're taking out a three or five year loan, want to have a lease as long as the length of the loan that you're taking it out. So that's why I say you need to have a few properties under your belt. But you might even 
at that point when you've, you've got a bit of confidence and a, a few properties in your portfolio, you might even consider a property that's currently vacant. And maybe we could explore this further in another podcast and talk about how to structure the deal to actually boost your equity at the outset. But anyway, this what this does, it, it tends to work best when you already have a number of properties in your portfolio because that way you're, you've got regular income coming in that's predictable. And that's important, as I was starting to say before, for two reasons. The practical one being that you will have enough coverage for the additional interest payments if you need it. In other words, while the property may be vacant because the 12 to 18 month remaining on the lease, the idea being that at that point you will you will then upgrade the property for the tenant to continue on, the existing tenant, or alternatively, if they choose to leave the premises, you then upgrade it and release it, the idea being at a, a higher rent to a better tenant. So you need to have that coverage with your other properties to allow you to upgrade the property and and to release it. But there's a second reason, and that's a psychological one, and that's because by then you will have gained the necessary confidence in your own instincts and abilities. And, you know, don't underestimate that because every time, when you start out, you don't know what's ahead of you. Now, they're not insurmountable problems, and with your consulting team, you can most mainly anticipate and cope with them pretty readily. But there's nothing like having been through it and seen it and know that you can cope with it to step out and do something like this, which is a little bit more adventurous. However, having said that, I would strongly counsel you not to embark upon a greenfields development project. In other words, starting from absolute scratch and building something afresh. Certainly not until you have purchased at least five or six properties, significant properties, or you've been a serious commercial investor for at least eight to ten years. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm sure with a good consulting team behind you, you could probably pull it off. But the thing is that you will inevitably have a few sleepless nights along the way because the things will emerge that you know nothing about, have never had to confront before, and it doesn't matter what a builder tells you as to time or cost, there will always be a blowout. There will always be something that comes up that's unforeseen, and you need to deal with it. You need to know how to prepare your feasibilities and anticipate as best you can the issues that will arise and have contingencies to cover them. So, as I said, you just need to get a few runs on the board first before you head down that track. So, hopefully, you know, it's been useful. And, uh, you know, as I said, with the right consulting team and taking the right approach and thinking it through, planning it out, getting your strategy right at the beginning before you launch into any purchases that you have in mind. Well, that sounds like a good place for us to finish. Well, I hope it's been helpful. Oh, it certainly has. And I look forward to catching up again next week. Oh, oh, before I forget, 
We need to remind listeners to leave their details below if they would like to be notified as soon as the transcription of the first 50 podcasts is available. And if you're listening on your iPhone, you'll need to go to the website at propertybriefings.com and select episode 52 where you can then leave your details.